You're listening to Awaken and Sin, a podcast about life and mission at Doctor Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm your host, Dale Miller, and I'm here with Randy Goff, our lead teaching elder. And we got back in the studio with us, finally, Cubby, right? That's your favorite name for him, Randy? Yes, uh, David Duran, uh, a.k.a. got a couple more Uh-oh. from our rabbit listeners. Uh, Lil D okay, with no T's. Okay. I think that's a play on the fact that you're not little. I would, yeah, I'd say so. Um, the other one is uh, Triple H. Which I don't understand at all, but that was a that was a triple situation. H, like the wrestler mm-hmm. Triple H. I think so, but I don't understand. Um, but but yes, Triple H and Lil Lil. I think D was it D D three or three D. Yeah, that's probably my personal favorite. But I I'm not opposed to any of those. I can roll with it. Yeah, three three D maybe the leader in the clubhouse, but I, I'm still a big fan of Cubby myself. Yes, yes. Can you explain Cub where Cubby comes from? Because I like the backstory of Cubby. Well, yeah, like he's like a he's like he's like a he's a big guy. He's got the got the beard, so he's like a like a bear. But yet he's he's our church planning resident, so he's not a full grown bear. He's like he's like a <laughs> he's like a Cubby. Yes, yes. I can I can do that. That's he, fine. You should have seen him Sunday, Randy. He had looked like the world's smallest mask on. It was just like tiny yes. and nothing but a big beard. So he was. He, he looked at the, the description of I, Cubby. I have to tell this story real quick, Dale. A few weeks ago, I was serving communion, and I had I had that mask on, uh, the same style. And as I was serving, the mask kept riding further and further up into my eyes. Towards by, towards the end, like I could barely see the person I was serving, but I was afraid to touch my mask because I didn't want to you know, touch my face and then serve communion. So I know... The last few people in the line, uh, I was okay. Don't be concerned for me. It's just the, the beard was pushing the mask up into my eyes. It was it was pretty funny. So for our listeners, we got another task for you. Uh, if you have any suggestions uh, for appropriate fitting mask for a, a big bearded man, uh, <laughs> let us know uh, so we can work on getting David a better better mask. But that's not why we're here. Correct? Yes, that is not why we're here. I really want to discuss. Um, about our value of community as a church and, and how do we uphold that value during COVID. Uh, so if you come uh, you know, to Docs on a Sunday, you'll see on the banners before us, Jesus, Worship, Community, and Mission. Uh, and so we call that our DNA. Sometimes we call it our values, but specifically community. Um, for us uh, as a church, how do, we, how do we uphold that during this time of, of COVID? Uh, I hope we can discuss that together as a group and just help lead our congregation and what that what that looks like. We don't know a lot of answers right now, but just the the uh, I guess some of the principles behind it to to hold us true to to keeping true to that value of community as a church. Um, do you feel like as a as a church uh, we're we're staying connected? You know, we, we're doing this online presence. We have the Sunday gathering still at the Y, but. Uh, I know I have a, a little bit of feeling that we're, we're continuing to kind of drift apart. Is there, are we holding uh, two communities as best we can in this season? Well, I think it's interesting because uh, before all this hit, if, if people asked what are the values, what are like the really core thing that we're about when it was our four things, but you know, but what do we really do? Well, there's lots of things that we do poorly, but what do we do? Well, I think, 
most people would have answered in the top two or three community. Um, we're a close group uh, of people. And yet, um, it's interesting, I think, kind of one of the things that this pandemic has done is kind of shown, you know, true values for, for all of us, not just in this area, but across all of life. Like, what do we really value when, you know, the, the natural, the easy part of life is kind of taken away? And um, I think it's kind of showed some kinks in our armor that maybe what we thought, some of what we called Christian community was actually just a group of people that like each other. Um, if, if there's a group of people that just like each other, that like hanging out, then when things get uh, inconvenient or uh, or hard, you'll you'll separate. But if you if Christian community, if we believe that's different, that what binds us together is a common spirit, and that we need each other because we need Christ. That I need Christ in you, Dale, and I need Christ in you, David, in order to give me a fuller picture uh, to speak to me and to to and to exhibit in my life the different parts of the nature and character of God, then that's something different. And uh, I think that I think that's kind of what it has shown us that uh, Christian Christian community, not just people that like each other and hang out and have fun together, but Christian community uh, in general is difficult. It's always inconvenient. It's always uncomfortable because it requires knowing other people and being known by other people. And that's really uncomfortable. It's always, always uh, uncomfortable and it's always inconvenient, it's always a challenge. And I think one of the things that makes it a challenge is that our mindset is we tend to, we wanna measure everything by the output. So I go to a community group or I hang out with somebody or I, I go to go to church on Sunday and afterwards I'm, I'm making a cost benefit analysis in my head. Was, did I get out of tonight what at least what I put into it or not or not as much? And if I don't feel that I am, then that's something I tend to devalue and lower in value when that's not the way the Christian community works. Um, Christian community is not about what I'm getting out of the time directly that or I, what I'm thinking I'm getting out of time with each other. It's a lot messier and a lot more uncomfortable than that. And I, and I think that um, the past few months has shown that uh, we, we have a ways to go with that. And there are some challenges in COVID, right? Like it's there are there are like legit health issues that we have to pay attention to. You know, social distancing is a is a real thing. Like COVID's a real thing. This is something that's serious that we have to to think about and consider. But what we have to figure out is not just um, how can we have community when we can't be together, but the, the question more is how can we figure out a way to be together with other Christians if it is as important as we say it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, Randy, those are some great points. Um, one thing that I, personally that I've had to do is be creative in how we, we practice community with people. So I, I've been doing much more one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings, socially distanced outside, even when it's hot, but one-on-one -on -one meetings. I don't think I had ever used a, a Zoom until a couple months ago. And it's we know that it's not ideal, but that's another way that we can continue to have community even when... Um, we're not able to meet uh, our, our community group for the last few weeks, even months, has been meeting outside, socially distanced. Uh, some people might have masks on, but we're meeting outside and that allows us to still have a sense of community, even in the midst of a world that's very different than it was six or eight months ago. Yeah. Um, David, I was ask you as well, share with me before we hit record on the podcast a little bit about 
you know, some conviction of, of looking at others outside of the, the Christian community and how they're approaching stuff and still serving. Um, you share a little bit about that, just that, that conviction of seeing that and how, how should a, a believer then on that aspect of say, hey, how do I continue to serve and engage in this, in this moment? Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a really, really good question. Um, I've, I've felt a little bit of a conviction in, in seeing some people who they're not Christians and they acknowledge that COVID's real. So they're not over in, in that camp, but they know COVID is real and that it's dangerous. But yet they're still going out and they're, they're serving the homeless. They're loving their neighbors and, and they're not believers. And it just kind of convic- convicted me and even um, my wife as well that we, we are Christians. We know Christ. We know God is sovereign. And yet. Uh, maybe we're operating in a little bit of a, a spirit of fear. So just um, it, it really was convicting. Like if, if these folks are not afraid to get out and, and serve and care for others during this time, then uh, we definitely have no reason to be afraid of that. We want to be wise in that, but still like um, what a, what a poor witness if we're, we're, af- we're afraid um, while others who don't know Christ are out there doing it. Yeah. yeah I think for us, we, sitting down here and hitting record and, and talking about this, we, we want to continue to say, you know, we don't know all the answers of what that looks like, but we want our body to start really praying and uh, thinking about, you know, what does it really look like to still be in community in this time? Yeah. There's no easy answer for that, but we are realizing we're going to be in this season for a long time. And, I think that's a really important point that, you know, I think something that we've been talking about recently here in the office is the fact that you know there's this pressure uh to want to get things back to normal and to wait just be trying to wait out till we can get back to normal and being frustrated that it's taking so long when that's probably the wrong you know thing to be waiting for anyway is that because number one is not going back to normal for a while and maybe the normal that we were in wasn't exactly what we should be returning to anyway. Maybe we should be asked, using this moment to ask the question, uh, God, what are you doing? And uh, what thoughts have we had about uh, other believers in relationships and community that maybe weren't super healthy? Yeah. I think if, if we truly value community, we're going to find a way to engage in it, both for our, our own souls, for the advancement of the gospel, if we really value this, we're going to find a way to have Christian community in the midst of a, a global pandemic going on. And I think about you know believers in other parts of the world where they they literally risk their lives every time they gather together, mm-hmm. even m- way more so than we do with with the potential of COVID. And um, they do it because they understand how important this is for their souls and for the kingdom of God. And I think we need to we need to get to a place where we really understand that that community is so important for us. Yeah. I think we would recognize too that what we're saying to our body as well is that this type of community really occurs not on a Sunday gathering. Like it, it's different. Some of this happens on a Sunday gathering, but a lot of this happens in a smaller gathering, in a smaller group. Um, and and that's what I really want our, our people to start thinking about as, as we're entering this. Like, okay, what life rhythms do I need to change around to make sure I'm still having this? A type of community, this this uh, smaller group one on one, where we can do the one another's of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bible says, "Confess your sins to one another." It says to exhort one another daily. 
so we're not harmed by sin. It says to teach and admonish one another in wisdom, uh, that we're to stir one another up for love and good works. We're to bear one another's burdens. We're to rejoice with one another. We're to weep with one another. And those things happen in smaller groups. That doesn't necessarily, what I just listed out, doesn't happen on, on a Sunday gathering. It's a little bit different there. We're coming together to worship. But to do these one another's of Scripture, we need to, to continue to find a way to in our schedules to, to meet in smaller gatherings, to have uh, stuff that's safe. And so... Um, because I think what we're... But, if we really value what God values, if we really wanted to pattern our, our lives, our family's lives after scripture, then you know, community is not something that just happens to your point in an organized meeting, even in a, even in an organized community group meeting or small group meeting, which, which I think it more easily happens there, but if it's a true value, then it, it fills into my, it, it fills the rest of my schedule. It seeps into my everyday pattern of life. Yeah. Yeah. Just there's a there's a brother in our church. He'll he'll know who I'm talking about if he listens to this. But there's a brother in our church, and I've been meeting with him uh, weekly for about the past three weeks. There's no agenda. There's nothing that we we plan on talking about prior to going. We just go and talk about what's going on in our lives. And the Lord has used that time so so much in my life just to to build me up and encourage me. And that's that's just a personal example of how God has used community and this is in a one-on-one basis to to encourage my soul and i i think we all we all need those environments where that can happen yeah amen so uh ran across this kind of quote it, it stuck with me and thinking about the one another's of scripture that we, we've been talking about and just the simple fact that if if you don't meet together when are those things going to happen yeah i mean it's a simple fact if we're not together on some sort that all these things that God has called it, us to be as a family of God, to, to care for one another, uh, those things are not going to happen. And um, I think our we desperately don't uh, we we don't want our community uh, what, that we have been graciously given uh, to just kind of fall to the wayside and and go into isolation, uh, even in this scary time of, of COVID being around us. And uh, I really hope that we can. Uh, strike that balance of what wisdom is and, and being safe, but it, but still continue to gather together to encourage one another. And here's why it matters, Dale. It matters because God has so designed the church that just as salvation comes to me outside of myself to the work of Christ, that his continual work in my life comes outside of me. And one of the, one of the, larger ways that comes is through the relationships of other people in his body. And Jesus said that they, meaning the people who are outside his church mm-hmm. will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. And, yes. and they can't see that unless we're actually doing those things. For each other. Yes. So gospel community itself is a witness to those outside of it. Amen. Uh, so I pray that that was what we will um, be as a church as we continue to, live in this season of COVID. Uh, It's great being with you guys again. Uh, I look forward to continuing to go down this journey of uh, the Awaken Ascent podcast. Absolutely. This is fun. All right. Love you guys. Peace. Grace and peace. Mm